Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my god, this is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. You have Kenny, you have Carlo, you have Bamba. There is a three-headed goat on the loose, and they are about to come to you. You got sports, you got anime, you got media, you got entertainment. The same convo, baby. Okay, now it's time to conversate. Same convo on your airwaves. Bamba came to entertain and Kenny talking anime. Carla coming with the sports, they changing lives in major ways. You and tweaking out if TAC ain't on your playlist. If you come and listen, then you listen to the best. They not worried about the others, cause they better than the rest. Kenny Carla bomb, but they put the others to the test. New episode flow, now tap in to see what is next. Welcome back. This is the same combo with your same host, Kenny, Carlil, and Bumble. This is the podcast where we talk everything sports. Sports, anime, and media and entertainment. I'm going to lead off that sports segment real quick. Um, I know football is in season right now, but before I get into the football... We got to discuss what's going on in the NBA. Because they ain't even a season. They already, this offseason is already looking crazy. Thanks. All right, so. Y'all heard about uh, uh, Freak Time? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard about Freak Time? They, they cannot name that duo that, bro. <laughs> they cannot be named. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't want to name it like maybe Greek time? Like, nah, 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 nah. Free time, free time. I didn't want, want to name the other option I had in my mind because shit. Lord have mercy. Yeah, we heard. We heard. Fuck. So, for people who haven't heard and you're hearing it here first, or you heard it and you just want to discuss it, this man, Damian Lillard, is going to the Bucks. So you got the full trade details just from leading the hoops on Twitter. The Bucks received Damian Lillard, Blazers received Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first round pick, and two pick swaps. And then you got the Suns receiving Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Little, Nasir Little, uh, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Four. 
we even discuss what we're gonna discuss. Who do y'all think won this trade? The Bucks. They essentially they essentially lost Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. And Grayson Allen, as talented as he is, he's not as big as a he's not a big piece. He's not an all star. He's not a superstar. And then Drew Holiday, who is a superstar guard, you feel me? I think if you if you on a if you playing five on five and you a team captain and your last pick came down to Drew Holiday or Damian Lillard, who you picking? Damian Lillard. So at the end of the day, they didn't give up much and they got a lot. They were already championship contenders without him. Now they're now they're championship winners with him. <laughs> <laughs> So you're already picking the Bucks to win the finals, all right? I'm not. I'm not picking the picking them to win, but their their probability to win is chances of winning is uh, very, very, extremely, insanely high. Bomba. So I think that Carlos is right. The Bucks are the definite winner, but I also feel like this is kind of a tie between the Bucks and uh, the Blazers, is considering the situation. They really got out of it pretty, you know. You got DeAndre Aiden out of it and uh, what you call it, Drew Holiday, when most of teams didn't want to make that happen for you. So that's the I mean, best thing that I get for uh, David Lillard. I mean, yeah, you, they might have got some good pieces, but shit. I mean, the players are looking kind of duty. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what I'm saying. They, gone, they definitely going through a rebuild process. No, Drew Holiday nor DeAndre Aiden want to be in Portland right now. Um. I mean, the Suns got some good pieces just off of Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen. They add in a talent in Grayson Allen who's either a good reserve or a good starter sometimes. And you got Yusuf Nurkic who's been a starting center. Uh, Nurkic is definitely still. Facts. And they probably, depending on injury, because he has had a lot of injury history in the past few years, depending on injury, he'll be a, a good piece for the Suns and definitely give them some size where they need it extremely. I don't know, man. I feel like Grayson Allen to the Suns. I guess he's gonna be a decent backup since they they got Bradley Bill, Devin Booker running the guard spots now. He can come off the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's, him it's and not... Payne will be the the guards off the bench. People might not like people not might not like. Yeah, Cameron Payne ain't been there. Uh, people not like might not like Grayson Allen because of his antics. He's a dirty player, this and that, but he's still a good player. Wait, uh, what did you say about Cameron Payne? He's, he's not gone. there. When did he leave? He's been traded. Where is he now? The Spurs, I think. Who they get for Cameron Payne? That question, I don't know. When did this happen? Did this happened like at the end of the season or something. This happened right after like the whole Bradley Beal situation, and all of that. Hold on, let me double check. He's part of the Bradley Beal uh, trade. I don't think he was a part, but he happened right after. Why would they do that? He was good off the bench. He was really good off the bench, and he wanted to play there too. But, what you, you, know, think you, you what's the name? Cameron playing is a player that you can replace a million times over. But who though? Who they got? Let's go to the uh, let's go to the team. But yeah, I'm, y'all y'all acting reacting like Cameron Payne was a big piece that they let go. <laughs> he was getting buckets for them. Everybody gets buckets for everybody, Kenny. 
he wasn't getting outlandish buckets. He wasn't getting game-changing buckets. He was just a good role player. They just received a second-round pick. Saban Lee. 2025 second-round pick. Hmm. Okay, so you're saying Bucks, Trailblazers, you're saying the Suns got the worst deal out of this. That's what y'all saying. No, I said the Trailblazers got the worst deal. Because their pieces aren't, they got two good pieces. They're not going to mean anything in a rebuild system. Yeah, but think about this. You said it's a rebuild system. It's already been said that Drew Holiday is going to be moved to potentially get pieces. But also somebody that you can use in the building system is a young center, DeAndre Ayton. Yusuf Nurkic, he got injuries, like you said. DeAndre, I mean, what's his name? Grayson Allen. He is good. But compared to everybody that we're talking about, like if you're comparing the packages, he's not going to be a Drew Holiday. I mean, I don't deny you can get pieces from Drew Holiday, but you're still going through a – I don't – again – yeah, but it's, it's like who won the trade? It's not the team. Who won the trade? That's what I'm saying. Who won the trade? The Bucks won the trade because they got set up for consistency the next few years with Damian Lillard, and they didn't. They barely gave anybody up. Right. Set up, set up, being set up consistently for a championship is still way better off than being going through getting your team prepared to go through a rebuild for the next four to five. No, but the Bucks is one. I'm talking about your two and three. I still, I believe. Trailblazers. I think the Trailblazers are winning. I think the Trailblazers got a better, better day. I, I will take, I will take uh, Drew and Aiden over Nurkic and Grayson Allen. I think that's what it really comes down to. We pair the pair of two and two. Mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking Aiden and Andrew. I have to disrespectfully disagree. I I have to disrespectfully disagree. Cause you're going, you're going, you're you're comparing player to player. We're comparing which team got more. We're comparing which team got set up the best after they after this trade happened. Which teams got set up the best? Not who got the better players. That's not the argument. They still got the better players, but the Suns is still going to be top three in the. I mean, the the issue with that with that way of looking at it is the Suns already had Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and KD. They didn't need Nurkic to be the better team already, anyway. Even if even if the even if the Trailblazers got Aiton, Nurkic, uh, Grayson Allen, and Drew Holiday, you would still say the Suns are the better team. So I can't I can't really agree with that with that I, statement. Yeah, again. You're not listening. I need I need to I need you to listen this time. Of course they're the better team. Which trade got which team set up for a better future? That's what that is what you think about when you t- when you ask the question, who won this trade? It's not that they're the better team because that's obvious. I didn't have to I didn't say I didn't have to say that. That's obvious. They got out. They got a lot better pieces than the Portland Trailblazers. Because what, like what Bamba said, 
they're using they're going to eventually use Drew Holiday one because they know he's not going to want to be there. They're going to use him to get pieces going through a rebuild. The next five years isn't as good as being a consistent front runner for an NBA finals in the next five years. That's all I'm saying. That that trade, the pieces that the Portland Trailblazers got, yes, they got better players, but the two better players that aren't even you're acting like Drew Holiday and DeAndre and or uh what's the name? The two gonna make Portland Trailblazers a, a front runner in the West. That's not happening. That's not happening. Because Drew Holiday is not saying, gonna be there. My, the point I'm making the point I'm making is that the Suns downgraded in center. Wow. The Portland Trailblazers. Really? Nurkic is always hurt, and I I would argue that I'd rather have Aiden than Nurkic personally. Those, they they've been trying to get out of Aiden for two years because one Aiden been having an attitude because he hasn't been getting paid what he think he should get paid, and two he wasn't playing up to the potential that he was after the twenty twenty one NBA Finals. DeAndre Aiden was not playing up to the potential that that he needed to be or he was supposed to be. So. I really don't think they lost much in DeAndre Ayton because it doesn't look like he was going to get better. It doesn't. He was. We'll the, he was. After 2021, he declined and became inconsistent tremendously. And then also. Again, because and then also had an attitude. So how is coming up off a toxic situation set you backwards? I think that that pushing them set them forward because it's not you said if you argue on a talent perspective. Then yeah, DeAndre and maybe maybe better than Yusuf Nurkic. And I even said that before we started that Yusuf Nurkic has had you know injury history these past few years. But you got yourself set up with a pretty good center to go ahead and start with that that team. And he's also a center that can hurt you from inside and outside. Look, I think we I think that we can all disagree on the parameters like of our questions, but still give our each our answer. I just feel like if we are considering the trade, I'm thinking the players are there moving. And if that's how I was seeing it, I just feel like, of course, the Bucks win. But the second option is, um, what you call it, the trade of Blazers, because you had an unhappy player that you needed to move. And for somebody who needed to move somebody, like the player that you got, compared to what the Phoenix Suns got, like it's way, way better. Yeah. Uh, they they have higher trade capital. Yeah. Okay, but so where do y'all got the Bucks finishing the regular season and playoffs? Are they number one in the East? Or where are they? And do you have them winning the East now? Without giving up, with giving up barely anybody and adding Damian Lillard, I got them as number one in the East. See, I want to say number one, but also I don't know, man. Like we saw the Milwaukee Bucks last time get get bounced around, kind of. So that's that's really where my doubt reside. But you know the mentality that Damian Lillard has, like the kind of player that he is, if he's ready to play and he's willing to play for the Milwaukee Bucks, bro, he's gonna be the number one option. And also, I feel like he might lead them there. But also, it's like the struggles of last year. That's kind of haunting. Don't forget the East is so the top contenders in the East were the Celtics, the Heat, Philly, and the Bucks. The Heat might not even be there no more. Heat might not be there no more. Yeah. The Celtics lost uh Marcus Smart. 
Don't let Jimmy Butler hear y'all say that. No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> the 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 Celtics lost Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown's left hand just got exposed to the whole world. Uh, Philly's just gonna be Philly. So I think there there is a good chance that the Bucks might take that number one spot now. Because Philly, James Harden, the situation is still going on. Yeah. So what about the playoffs? What y'all got? Which I want to hear some predictions for the Bucks early, very very early. Offseason they didn't even finish yet. I got them coming out of the East. Oh, we got them in the finals already. Shit. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, like when you're thinking when you're thinking about it, who else could beat them? If you're thinking of like that lineup at the end of the day, because I feel like what the Bucks needed for a while is somebody that could like kind of you know lead when Giannis has his. The Bucks, the Bucks had they just won in 2021, right? 2022 didn't go there, didn't go their way. <laughs> Past playoffs, what was happening? Uh, Giannis was playing; he was playing with an injury sometimes <laughs> and without the injury sometimes. So. To think, if you have a healthy, dominant Giannis, like the one that won the MVP in 2021, mm. with an added Damian Lillard to, again, you can – he has been – Damian Lillard is probably, out of today's superstars, probably one of the most consistent, if not the consistent, as far as his production over the years. And he's about to be – and he's – I think he's 33. Mm-hmm. And so, can if Damian Lillard continues to be consistent – a dynamic point guard knows how to pass and score, and he can shoot from forty like Steph. And he's clutch. Then you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's just a, a dominant force. So you added some shooting, uh, more and not saying that Drew Holiday can't shoot, but Damian Lillard is a, 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 a amazing <laughs> shooter. And then what people, some people have realized, some people have not. You still got that boy Chris Middleton. You still got that boy Chris. You still got Bobby Portis. You still got Splash Mountain starting at your center. They and they they damn near got the same. Like Pat Connaughton is probably going to start some games, and then if they want to run a different lineup, he'll probably come off the bench some games. Like the issue they might run into is that who's their backup? What happens when Dan gets tired? They lacking in a little depth. Well, I feel like that's also always been the argument too. You said who? That's always been their argument. That's always been like the kind of team that they've had. That's the issue. What happens when niggas get tired? They're and we've they're, seen they're they're absolutely fine. They're absolutely fine. Their backup guards are uh Goran Dragic and uh, Malik Beasley will also be there. Uh, who else? Goran Dragic, who has shown that he can not only lead a starting team because he led that uh Miami mm-hmm. team a few years ago as a starting guard, and he, he's just gonna be he's gonna be a Ricky Rubio type vet off the bench. Like, yeah, nah, they 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 got the depth. Trust me, and they probably gonna make a couple more moves. You feel me before the season start and during the season, but there's no doubt in my mind. I feel like the only team they gotta watch out for will probably be Boston. And it's only because granted Boston lost like Marcus Smart. They got that unicorn and how bank like banking on how that guy might come back. 
it could affect their season some way, somehow, but still, Damian Lillard just might. I feel like in terms of player, bro, that's a superstar. The unicorn has not been a superstar in a minute. That's what I'm saying. And you got to think that Kristaps Porzingis is always he's always been at least a second option. So now he's going to be pushed to the third option. He's going to have to look to score less, kick out more, and kind of pick his spots. He's going to have to play as a dom- – he's going to need to put some weight on this season because he's going to have to play more of that dominant center role. And he's going to hurt. I think he's hurt right now too. I wouldn't be surprised. He always hurt. Because yeah, he couldn't play in the World Cup. I think he's hurt. Literally always hurt. But that's enough of basketball. We've been on this a little bit too long. Let's let's get back to football. But we're gonna be on football pretty briefly. I don't I don't I don't wanna make the segment too long. I'm ready to unload. Cause I got a lot to say. If what think, happens if, if I think we're gonna talk about what we, what I think we talking about? I don't about. know. We're talking about it. We're talking about it, bro. What, what happened? What happened to them Colorado boys? <clears throat> bro, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to Shador. <laughs> what DJ Khaled said. Um, man, honestly, before the game, somebody came to me and was like, "Man, Colorado is going to beat them." Da 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 da. And I love Colorado. who said that. I, at work, at work, Carlo knows where I work at. You know, it's a lot of we we be just we just be chatting. You know, yeah, so, it, it could have been anybody. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. <laughs> one, I, I'm not going to say their name because they're African. It's very clear. You know what I'm saying? But it's like where I work at. Came said they gonna beat them, and I was like, hold on, you know they are playing number ten, and Oregon is number ten for a reason. Colorado is new, you know what I'm saying they ain't been here in a minute. They ain't won nothing in a minute. I saw Coach Prime have an interview before the game and talking about he's the best coach in college football, and I'm like, hey man, chill out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We love you, we respect you. We want the best for Colorado, but it's just it wasn't it just wasn't realistic to think that they were just gonna come and whoop their ass. I was trying to say that Nick Saban died. Like, huh? I said that Nick Saban died. Like <laughs> I'm saying, like for the shit that they talk, bro, they got the deserved ass whooping. This was a humbling moment. This was a very very humbling moment and also a necessary moment. I feel like for them. You know, I, I got to say something to what Carlisle said when you get down, Bobo. Bear, bear, bear. You don't, want to, you don't want them to get way too over their head, but you also want them to work hard. Like, I feel yeah. like this is necessary in building a great program. You know what I'm saying? They might, not, I don't think they're going to figure anything out this season. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they might win some games, of course. We want them to win as much as possible. But understand that you are new. Like This is a new program. It's going to take time. You can't just expect to come in and just take over these Greats like these programs have been battling for decades, bro. Beyond decades, like Oregon, maybe been in the top ten. Like I don't know how long. You know what I'm saying? I'm new to football, all of that. But I, 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 I hear Oregon. I know them niggas is like that. So you're not just about to come in here and just like go, oh yeah, Colorado. You know, do the Shador Sanders trample over their logo and stuff like that, and just walk out of it. They meant business, and what the coach said. They're playing for clicks. We playing to win. They know how to play to win. And honestly, he ain't lie. Them niggas kind of, you know, let the clicks influence them a little bit too much. And this was the result. Katie, go ahead and address it before before you let Carla go. Or what happened? Uh, when you said 
a comment about Coach Pond saying he's the best coach in college football. And then Carlisle said, is Nick Saban dead? Don't get me wrong. Nick Saban is a great coach. He is. But I feel like he may have the Phil Jackson effect or the Phil Jackson look. Let me let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. You're gonna say he has a Phil Jackson effect because he's coaching for Alabama, right? No, because he just okay. If coaching, if recruiting is part of what makes him such a great coach, I would give you that. Yes. You don't want to play for a nigga that can't recruit. All all I'm gonna say is, if you have, he doesn't know what at the times. We don't know what happens in the future. If you're coaching future Hall of Famers, mm. right? Is that you being a great coach or are you just lucky to have great players? No, that's you being a great coach because you're also the one going to recruit those players. Also, Nick Saban has been at Alabama for 15 seasons since 2007. And so he's built that the most recent culture that we've seen for the past 15 seasons. He also has seven national championship wins. I'm not, again, again, of course, he has Hall of Famers. He recruited those Hall of Famers. There's thousands of other schools in the country. They could have went anywhere. Why do they play for Nick Saban? Not just because it's Bama, let, let because me, Nick Saban is a great coach. Let me ask you Let me ask you this question. You said the seventh thing. Phil Jackson has 11 rings. That's different. That's, that's professional. Six from Jordan. Listen, listen. Before, before you, listen before you have two ears uh-huh. and one mouth. Listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bill Jackson has 11 rings, six from Jordan, five from Kobe. I argue you give those teams to almost almost any other coach. They make 11 rings as well. When you have that type of talent, whether you're the greatest coach in the world or not, you're going to win, and it's going to make you look like a great coach. So, again, uh, that's, this man, Nick that's... Saban, has Mark, uh, not Mark, Derrick Henry. I said Mark Henry. Derrick Henry, ha ha, Clinton Dix, uh, recruited, recruited, Mari Cooper, recruited, uh, uh, Julio Jones, recruited. Okay, if you're going to be a recruiter, that's fine. You got that's fine. You, you got to think, you got to think. One, I, I, I understand your point, but this is how I'm gonna break it down because I definitely want to get to the next session because you haven't asked Mark me how, Ingram. Yeah, you haven't asked me what I thought about Colorado yet. So, again, you're naming off a Hall of Fame players that ended up being great after they got recruited in college and went and be great in the uh, NFL. Um, you're talking about you're comparing him to Phil Jackson that got set up in a professional basketball league where y'all are either drafting the best players from college or y'all are trading for the best players that is already in the best league in the world right now. That is not the same thing as betting on kids for coming from high schools that you think are going to be great. That is not the same thing. All I'm saying is Derrick Henry had literally had a Derrick Henry rule. Once he got to so he, many touchdowns, so many yards, whatever, he had to come sit out. The fact, All I'm saying. Kenny, all you're saying he he ended up becoming a great player, and he ended up he was great at Alabama too. Nick Saban had to go and find that man. But again, can can I answer the Colorado question? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What was the question again? <laughs> what what happened? What happened? They wasn't ready. 
uh that that uh that episode where i talked about getting the welcome to the fbs moment that was their welcome to the fbs moment yeah um, wake up call i think the media and colorado themselves set them up to go and because there's one thing to lose there's another thing to get demolished there's another thing to get bent over you feel me like that that was a terrible showing and people all the bad bandwagon fans that started watching college football four weeks ago that uh, just because of Coach Prime talking about, if we had Travis Hunter, we would have won. Again, this is not professional sports. One man is not going to change the outcome of that game. One man don't give you uh, 36 points. No, not 37 at all. to win. And again, and, and not saying that Travis Hunter – is not a Heisman candidate because he's definitely is the way the production he puts up at both sides. But Heisman, there have been Heisman candidates that haven't gone on to win national championships, college football playoff games, and things of that nature. You feel me? Like, I just at the end of the day, again, I think Colorado is a good team, but I think they got set up for failure. And I'm, I promise you, it was due to fucking media hype and and pressure from the outside to rank them as 19. You go and look like they're unranked. They're one of the bottom teams now just because I lost it. And again, I don't even, I don't understand. There's no other team in history, in history, where you hear of beating a a top 20 ranked team by three and then immediately getting ranked. Beating Nebraska, who was an unranked team that wasn't as good as you. And beating Colorado State, who on paper is nowhere as near as good as you, does not have the talent that you have, and you went to overtime, and you won in overtime. That's the only way you won. And there was a time in that game where they were up by two, two touchdowns. What happened was they were not ready. They are not that team. They are a good team. I respect Coach Prime. I respect uh, Shador uh, Sanders is a. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know after this week because he got his offense. Let him his offensive line let him get sacked seven times, and that's where they're going to continue to lose the battle. It's going to depend how they recruit in the next couple years. But I don't know how long uh, Shiloh, uh, Shador, and Travis is going to be there. But Colorado would deserve that ranking. They would deserve the hype if they had an offensive and defensive line. Yes, they got recruits. That's what I'm saying. The teams that are top 10 right now have NFL prospects at the offensive defensive line. Six, four and above, 200, 280, 300 pound kids. Corn fed kids. You feel me? Like, again, what happened? They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Shadur Sanders is a dog. Like he throws dots, and he knows how to make do. Like he knows his uh, pocket presence real well. Right. I will say that he he lets the play develop. He's a great quarterback. But you, don't, you can only be patient for so long before them boys get to you. He got sacked seven yeah. times. Yeah, he got he got to square up all his old linemen. Seven times. Bro, he got to square up all of them. Uh, so Carlo kind of touched on this. Uh, pause. Wait. Whoa. Carlo kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, you just push plays. Is that what you just did? Wow. <laughs> no, you said you said I touched on this. I was touching you. Ew! What? <laughs> now you know what Obama's about to do with this. I, I don't know why you just did that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just touched on you. 
Aqua, please tell me you, you hear all this, please. Stop bothering her. She's sleep. I'm dead. All right, but did, there's no way Travis Hunter would have made the win, but do y'all think it would have been at least a little bit more respectable? Fuck no. There's like the no. And again, again, Travis. Uh-huh. I respect Travis Hunter, and but we haven't seen him against that secondary yet. We you have know, not the seen only him. Thing that would have made that game more respectable is, uh, is Colorado coming in with respect. <laughs> 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 literally, they started talking about, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they done made it personal, and they were like literally like rubbing their feet on the logo and all of that. Talking shit to them, like you saw the video, like talking shit to them, literally. Oh, we about to kill y'all asses! Now, like, oh man, I thought that was the Colorado State. I thought that was the Colorado State game that that happened. No, with Oregon, Mm. with Oregon, and it's like literally for you to talk all that shit and then literally have to walk back. Facts. Only scoring six points. Yeah, Kenny, Colorado State did it to them, and they tried to do it to Oregon. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, they're not even ranked anymore now. Don't deserve to be. Coach, Deion Sanders said that he needs five more dogs to really turn this program around. Talking about what do y'all think? He talking about linemen. Because if you if you look at the skill positions, they are set. You mm-hmm. got you got Shador, you got Travis playing. I forget the other star wide receiver, but he's cold. They run they tight end is cold too. They running back uh Dylan cold. Like, and yeah. then, again, Shil- Shiloh about to miss the two games because he got, like, blood clot issues or something like that. So, they're not even yeah. have, about to have Shiloh this uh this weekend against USC. So, they're going to be missing Shiloh and Travis. USC Hunt. about to do them real dirty. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, USC might put up a hundred. Caleb Williams. Um, Caleb Williams might – let me – hold on. Let me – before I say this, let me uh see what the rest of Colorado uh Colorado's schedule looks like. So, they got – USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Colorado. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Just looking at their schedule, Caleb Williams is going to prove why Shador Sanders is not is not on his level. And Caleb Williams is also going to pr- probably bury Shador Sanders in the Heisman votes, if the, depending on how this game goes. Because the rest of Colorado's schedule is not looking good. They got some unranked teams that they can beat in Stanford, UCLA, and Arizona State. But then they got Utah that's been some dogs the past three to four years. They got motherfucking, who do I see? Oregon State has been solid. They're ranked at number uh they're ranked at number 19. So those, those niggas spot. Like and then Washington State is also ranked too. They going it's gonna be a tough road. I don't think. After if they lose this game by a lot and Shador doesn't perform as good as Caleb Williams, he's gonna have to do a lot of miracle work the rest of the season to get back in the Heisman votes. Bob, you got nothing? I mean, shit. <laughs> Them against USC, simple. USC's gonna win. It's just gonna be slaughtered. Because like I said, I-, I told y'all one player to watch out this season. That boy is gonna rerun his back. Calvin Williams. We're gonna get that Eichmann, and it's just that simple. Arlo doesn't like that. Because I know, well, hey, 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 but he does have a valid argument too, because Blake Corum did get injured last season. Almost almost every analyst that covers college football has said and will tell you if you ask them today, if Blake Corum does not get injured last season, he's he's winning the Heisman, bro. 
They should have gave it to him anyway. And why are we talking yeah, about that? Yeah, that's probably stupid that, like, getting injured literally. Five. What was it, the last game? Yeah, it was like the second. It was yeah, second uh, to last game, and then he tried to play the last game, and he just couldn't go. Like, yeah, I, I saw that. It, it looked, it looked nasty when he reaggravated it. Facts. And let me let me just say this because the before this segment started, uh, mentioned uh, um, Coach Prime talking about he's the best coach in college football. I want to say that neither Coach Prime. Or Nick Saban is the best coach in college football right now. The current best coach in college football right now is the uh, reigning defending coach of the year, Jim Harbaugh. That's all I got to say. I hate this man. Free. Hashtag free. Actually, he free. Harbaugh free, baby. I got one final question. With that. In the next five to ten years, do you think if he's still coaching, Coach Prime could be in the talks for best coach of all time? That nigga going to the NFL in the next five to ten years. He's not going to be in the car. He I'm not going to be here. <laughs> he, I, I firmly do. I firmly do not. I think because he wanted to coach his sons all their life or something like that, right? Like. He's going to. He's not trying to let him go to the NFL yet. He like y'all stay here, <laughs> right? Because Shador's a junior, ain't he? Like, yeah, Shador's a junior. He did two years at College State. Uh, I mean Jackson State, and now he at Colorado. So he's going. <laughs> they gonna play, and then so I would say hypothetically though, hypothetically, if he does stay for the next five to ten years, and he builds up the program like he said he's gonna do, wink, wink. <laughs> Jackson State, wink, wink. If he builds the program for the future like he says he's going to do, then yeah, I think. I just think the reason I got – I didn't get offended, but the reason I had the Nick Saban argument earlier was mainly just because, like, you can't come – again, that's Deion Sanders. He's always been that way. His rookie year before he played a game, he thought he was the best of all time. You feel me? So, but you can't call yourself the best coach in college football if you've only won three games and they were very – a couple of those games have asterisks behind them yeah. compared to somebody who's been a coach since 1999, been an Alabama coach since uh, for 15 seasons and won seven national championships. That's all. But to pick up off of that, I think that um, it kind of depends on the season, too, because uh, just to think of the argument that Carlos made earlier when he came to recruiting, I feel like recruiting is a big part of, like, college football. And it all depends on the hype. How can they maintain the hype? Because, of course, Coach Prime comes with a lot of hype. That's how he's able to get his players on this team currently. And I think that he will be able to get, like, more players, especially, like, black kids, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it all depends on how the season ends. Like, if it went in the favorable manner, that might help to maintain that hype that, you know, Colorado is really, like, turning it around. But if it's, like, really, like, it ends really bad, then that might deter a few players from making that happen real quick. So within five to ten years, I could see it happen. All right. Before I, I go on my spiel about what I think, you guys both kind of talked about the amount of attention and hype he brings to Colorado. I think that's why so many people were hurt when he left uh, 
Jackson State. Jackson State because he was bringing more attention to HBCU football, and he potentially could have been that changing that changing uh, force that was needed for HBCU sports. And it's evident because nobody cared about Colorado until he got there. Colorado ain't had a winning season in 20 years. Nobody cared about them, but in the same breath. That's why I believe that Coach Prime potentially in five to ten years can make those statements because he went to two losing shitty programs and arguably made a three, I guess a 180 turnaround in a very, very, very short time period. Now, I think that is a clear sign of good coaching. If you can go to a team that clearly does hasn't had talent, well, Colorado changed their whole team around when he got there. But a team that has already been known for being trash and turning them around with your presence, I think that makes a really good coach. But we'll see how his recruiting skills go uh, next season. But this season, I don't – they're 3-1 and one right now. They might break 500. I hope they don't go on a losing streak, but it's very possible they could go on a losing streak, especially if the guys uh, on the team are a little demoralized with what just happened with Oregon. And if, uh, if, if – Especially running after USC, after Oregon, is just bad. Yeah, back-to-back ass whoopings is going to be very demoralized. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And they don't get Travis back for another week. So that's that's tough. And then Shiloh's hurt with blood clots, and hopefully Shadur doesn't get hurt from getting sacked. So somebody else was hurt, like the the one with the dread heads. I don't know his name. The dreadlocks. The was the running back? No, no, no. Nah, it's not the running back. I think back. it was the running back. He twisted his ankle. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, hopefully things can can. Go their way after USC, but we all know USC is about to bend them over. But it's all right. Hopefully they hold their heads up high. But that's all for the sports segment. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Leave your comments down there below how you feel about Coach Prime and all the hype he's brought to Colorado. Matter of fact, throw throw down what you think uh, their record is going to be. Is it going to be over 500? Who knows? Throw down score predictions against USC. Uh, say what you think would have happened if Travis Hunter had played against Oregon. Leave all your thoughts com- and comments down there in that box below. Um, yeah, this, been the, this has been the sports segment of the same combo. Uh, send this to your friends, your group chats, your mom, your dad, but most importantly, grannies love football. Grannies love college football. Grannies love basketball. We talked about basketball today. Grannies love balls, as you can see. Grannies, you're here. You're here. Your parents are here. Granny, your granny loved balls at one point. <laughs> <laughs> she did. It's just human biology science. So send her. Send, send her this. Send her this and, and put a smile on her face. And we out of here. <laughs>